0: Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. We are just a couple days into free agency. It's the legal tampering period. We just need to call it free agency because that's what it is. And joining me to talk about free agency are the gentlemen from the Seahawks Nest Podcast, Nathan, Kevin, and Eric. Guys, I I appreciate you fighting through these two very difficult days as Seahawks fans, but uh, Nathan... They actually made something happen on day two. Can you win free agency on the first day? No, I don't think you can. (laughs) Uh, No, we got to wait till the fourth day, at least. minimum, At least least the fourth. But uh, we've got some action and we've got Akella Witherspoon took him away from the San Francisco 49ers. And then we signed one of our own Puna Ford to a two year deal. Kevin, that has to feel just like a good thing getting Puna Ford under contract.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're worried about the defensive line depth anyway, especially in the middle. And so to wrap up a guy who's been productive in this defense, you know, and it's such a good story. Like, who doesn't like a guy who's built like a like he's like a mini fridge. You know, he's a little short. He's got those really long arms, very stout individual. Yeah, There's a reason he's a fan favorite. And the fact that he's effective pushing the pocket on the inside and in the run game, the guy is ideal.
0: So a two-year deal for Puna Ford, and then the other signing was Akello Witherspoon. Eric, uh, did you have any particular thoughts on Witherspoon coming to the Seahawks?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not an ideal signing. It's not like uh, anything that people should be overly excited for until he turns into a pro bowler we never saw coming. But this is a move where we can get cheaper in the secondary and probably just get some veterans or in— witherspoon's case a a flyer someone who may turn into something good but may actually get cut and uh basically try and find lightning in a bottle but eric have you seen those measurables oh my gosh they remind me of a certain dreadlock Nin- ex seahawk
3: 98th percentile height 93rd percentile arm. Oh. Rice. 93rd percentile hand size. Oh, look at those mitts on that guy. Yeah, it's very close to Richard Sherman, so it's it's as if I was running the draft 77.4% Seven,
0: Sherman, the biggest difference being Witherspoon much faster in the 40. You know, I do remember though talking about Witherspoon in that uh, that because that was the same draft that Shaquille Griffin came out of and it was a cornerback heavy draft. He was one of those guys that fit all the measurables Came out of Colorado, which, you know, is a a DB powerhouse, apparently. that uh, I don't know. Some of those guys never work out in the NFL, though. Uh, Talking to you, Tedrick Thompson, (laughs) T2, the the idea was there that the Seahawks may target him and he just he just ended up coming off the board in that same third round that Shaquille Griffin did. But the 49ers took him with the second pick overall in the third round. So I, I feel like it was probably somebody that Pete Carroll and John Schneider had their eye on. Yeah, it's
3: definitely someone they had already like pre-scouted and been like, okay, yeah, we are, we're targeting. They were definitely targeting that position. They know all about him. I mean, he was that you said as a cornerback rich draft. He was the eleventh cornerback taken in that draft. Yeah, which is kind of insane. There was eleven cornerbacks taken in front of him, a few of which have been put onto free agency this week, even uh, like a Dory Jackson, Kevin King, guys like that that are. Hanging out that we could Seahawks could go after even more of the 2017 draftees.
0: They lost Shaquille Griffin in free agency to the new Seahawks South with Jacksonville. Uh so many guys going down there. And uh, that makes sense. Obviously, Shaquille going down there. Shaquim sounds like he's going to go as well. The Seahawks, they, they were it was reported that they weren't going to tender uh his brother either. And so it kind of sounds like it was a package deal. They go back to Florida. But do you see? seattle being done now at corner no i do not i think
3: that that they have to make like a second move here right like there there has to be a corresponding uh move to go with this because it's just it's just kind of unbe- unbelievable to me that that they if we go into this next season with dj reed at witherspoon and and like trey flowers we are in big trouble right oh, we got ryan neal everything's gonna be okay <laughs> oh marquis blair's coming back don't forget that there gotta, you go. gotta, we stack them up so many nickel cornerbacks, right? Like, well, no one can get out of the slot. We'll just no one play bigger nickel than us. <laughs> that, that I am so sick of people saying big, big nickel. I don't know. Is that, is that term kind of drying out for you guys too? Yeah, I'm okay with those
0: You're okay. <laughs> with it. You like it. All right. There you go. Can't get enough. I haven't gone over the edge with it yet. I I'm just, uh I'm okay with it. Yeah. It's like
3: get an extra safety on the field, right? Which the CS will definitely be doing next year with Blair healthy and Ryan Neal and Adams and Diggs, like you want to get three of those guys on the field at the same time, right?
0: Are you trying to tell me that the Seahawks are not going to re-sign KJ Wright? No.
3: Oh. the rumor—the rumor going around today is that we're, we're we're talking to him, right? What
0: what kind of deal would make you feel good about KJ? Two years, twelve million. Here's the thing, though. This is one of the things I, I wanted to talk to you guys about, and it's it's just how quickly. The cap space seems to go away. And, and part of the reason why I've been watching the 49ers and they don't have a ton of cap space either. They, they were able to do some restructures and and make some space. But, you know, they were kind of around the same amount as us and just taking care of their own guys. Really, when you look at Kyle Juszczyk, Jason Verrett, or Verrett uh, Emmanuel Mosley, and then they picked up Ebukam uh, from the Rams and just those four players is 14 million and now with Puna Ford signing and with the Witherspoon deal i mean you're kind of in that same boat as the 49ers so that the cap space goes fast yeah it's there's only some
3: and we didn't start with that much right the problem is i felt like the Seahawks you know they're planning that when you look three, you look three years out, right? You plan your cap three years ahead. Most teams, it look, it seems like most teams are looking at three-year windows. And if you look three years ahead, you know, the expected cap number for this year is probably somewhere between 210 and 220, right? And then COVID happens. And right. now we have 185, maybe? It's just, it, it's a it was a huge reduction of of overall cap that now kind of made it, there, there's just no plan now. Like the, the plan is out the window. We got to find a new plan. You'd
2: like to think that John Schneider may have had a backup plan, but uh, I think Russell Wilson, of course, threw a monkey wrench into that.
3: Eric, your backup plan originally was you thought the Seahawks were going to try to kind of maybe uh, take a year off or, or just be OK this year. not be, My not offseason to do plan was
2: great. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, Russ. I'm sticking to my offseason plan, which is all the all the one year contracts you can get load up for next year's draft. Load up for next year's free agency when you can open up an awesome three-year window because the year that the Seahawks had this year, where we we won we won a good amount of games and we were out in the first round. Do not tell me that Russell Wilson and a bunch of dudes couldn't just pull that off next year, like nine and seven, 10 and six exit in the first round. I know that's not ideal, but imagine the the way you could shape this franchise to come if you would just take that. Just see what you can do. Because this year was the magic year, and you blew it.
1: See, to me, the issue with that is it still gives you a draft pick in like the early twenties. And what are you picking up that we haven't been able to pick up already with that?
3: Sometimes it's... you just gotta draft a running back at twenty one. Got
1: 26. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you Think of take all an, the Najee uh, Harris's we could draft. I hate you. Could, oh, you gotta God. have you
3: gotta have KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner already, and then take another off-ball
0: linebacker.
2: I figured that we would just trade that draft pick and and just use it to stock more draft picks, a la Seahawks football. Well,
0: to to get back a little bit to to free agency in these first couple of days, I I feel like there were some Seahawks fans though that were really expecting something big to happen, and and maybe it was a little bit of hope just because of all of the talk on the offensive line, the talk that you know Corey Lindsley was out there, Joe Tooney. And I learned how to pronounce Toonie. Uh, apparently, it's not Thuni. So I, I just heard that listening to radio uh, today. Um, <laughs> so I know I screwed that up plenty of times. But were you, Kevin, were you among the Seahawks fans that, that kind of just had that little bit of hope that something big was going to happen? Not remotely. It's just not what the team does.
1: Like, it's it's like hoping that, uh, you know, Pete tries to put the game away in the first quarter. It's just, I hope that every year. Yeah, you know, I uh, I don't have enough Pepto and gin to keep that hope alive year after year. And so <laughs> I I just, I set myself up for, a, you know, I hope we get a couple of guys that are pretty good. Like Eric made that comment about Russell Wilson and some dudes. And I'm like, I like dudes. Dudes are pretty good. There's some dudes that are pretty good at football. I, I can do with that. You know, the, we've lost a couple of the really big names, but there's a lot of really quality players out there. And we could fill out an offensive line that's really good with some of the guys that are cut from other teams. I do feel
3: like if you expect the least, you set yourself up for uh not being disappointed right like for example and as a
1: lifelong mariners fan i know how to expect the least i was gonna
3: say for example i i just assume no more game of thrones books will ever come out and then <laughs> if one does happen to come out like woo i'm excited but at this point i just give up and then i don't i can't get let down right i can't I like get let that down was a punchline in logan lucky which is now a three-year-old movie it's oh yeah there's there's no more game of thrones books coming out
1: but any, anyway, <laughs> now that we've really gotten off task <laughs> This is the time.
0: This is the time that we take a break. We regroup. We come back after the break and we talk about some of those guys who are still out there that you are excited about. We'll get to that coming up next. Joined by Nathan, Eric and Kevin of the Seahawks nest podcast. Be sure and check out their show. And we're talking free agency with, Just a couple days in and not a whole lot of movement on the Seahawks front, but probably the biggest movement and that had the most talk about it around Twitter was the fact that Andy Dalton went to the Chicago Bears. And that's normally not news that I would bring up on a Seahawks podcast, guys, but just the fact that the Bears fans were all in I I, I can tell you how all in some Bears fans were on this idea of trading Russell Wilson, because as soon as the Andy Dalton signing came down, they were wondering if they could somehow package Dalton in with a trade for Russell Wilson like that would make sense. Yeah,
3: that that was the missing piece of the trade is that is that Pete Carroll really wanted Andy Dalton. It was the second older in quarterback on the roster that was really going to get that yeah. trade going I, I mean i i was it, when they were like hey we can throw in nick Foles." i was like Ugh,
0: but then andy dalton mm,
3: that's the stuff
0: the the sam darnold news that the the three-way trade with the jets to to bring in Darnold that didn't do it for you either no I, I always hate to when like a guy went to usc and so they're like oh Pete carroll he loves him
3: he went to ufc usc it's like he hasn't been at usc in so long that was years
1: ago come on guys not to mention he didn't really even draft usc guys that much
0: no uh what malcolm smith is probably the most notable usc player that we've had in seattle he he did draft guys that he played against like sherman and stuff right Uh, Mm -hmm. that
3: was that was more of a thing but but not guys that he actually had on his team
0: i think sam darnold's agent is working overtime because i was looking back and a month ago that they were trying to pull the same thing with the 49ers that Kyle Shanahan had said some nice things in the lead up to the 49ers game against the Jets about Sam Darnold. And so they were pushing that of, oh, Kyle loves Sam Darnold. And it was the same thing all over again with Pete Carroll and his comments right before the Jets game. I, I feel like those comments shouldn't even count as praise toward a particular quarterback because every coach says nice things about the opposing quarterback. In the week leading up to the game,
1: yeah, it's about as telling as a deep fake. This, the way
3: this <laughs> quarterback market has developed is so weird to me. Like, how come Cam Newton and Jameis Winston got less money than Fitzpatrick Dalton and Tyrod Taylor? Like, it doesn't, I don't know, I just don't understand it. It, it doesn't totally make sense to me. I mean, I guess Jameis just took less to be on the Saints didn't cam get more i thought he got more than 5.1 million is all that is guaranteed everything else is an incentive
1: yeah he could make 15 if he's like super bowl mvp if he has the season that brett forecasted for jay cutler that one time and he's just (laughs) super
3: bowl mvp that's such an inside joke i know (laughs) (laughs) one of our friends loves jay cutler uh so yeah cam newton yeah he's his deal is cheap if he doesn't play if he plays a lot he can make more than fitzpatrick okay. but he has to play a lot a lot fitzpatrick has no guarantees though they can cut him before the season starts
0: yeah and he was kind of on that it sounded like he was going to retire anyway but i feel like he's kind of played that game the last three years like oh i'm going to retire unless somebody pays me double digits and they'll come back yeah, well i would i would do
3: whatever you want for 10 million dollars like it's like okay yeah i can do basically anything for a year oh yeah it's not going to bother me that much you yeah,
1: he went to harvard yeah alex smith played with riddler riddler leg just to make you know double digit millions gosh so. like, his
3: leg is it's just uncomfortable every time i think about alex smith's leg i'm like oh man i'm glad that he doesn't seem like he's gonna play football anymore because i was every time he's playing i'm just on the edge of my seat just like oh is this the time is this, is the this time? where he stops being able to walk yeah it's, it's not good
0: but eric eric do you have any sympathy at all for chicago bears fans who really bought into this idea
1: <laughs> that
0: Russell Wilson I mean, was coming to the Bears. They get one of the greatest ballparks
2: in America. They, uh, The north side of their town smells like crayons and sausages. Sympathy? Absolutely not. They've got everything they need. It's a great city. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I can't go any further. The, the no. Bears,
1: the we're, Bears looking, have not... we're looking for sympathy from Eric. That's not I'm barking <laughs> up the wrong tree. <laughs> the Bears have not
3: had a good quarterback in – a staggeringly long amount of time. Sid Luckman
1: era was right around the corner, man.
2: Yeah. They, they've had moments of a, of a decent quarterback. I don't know about good quarterback ever.
0: And you know, if people want to go and I, I recorded a show, uh, the latest Seahawks nest with you guys. And yeah, gosh, we probably did 30 minutes just on the whole situation with the bears. So, uh, if you want to check out that discussion fully, check out the latest episode of the Seahawks nest and, I think the only other guy who is happier today is Greg Bell, who's on Twitter doing victory laps, I think, (laughs) almost this entire day. Yeah, I got distracted earlier
3: because I was reading Greg Bell's tweets and he's just like basically dunking on everyone for thinking we were ever going to trade Russell Wilson. And that's one thing that's weird that happened, right? Like we stopped trusting the beat writers that write about the team, Michael Sean Duggard, Greg Bell, all uh, Corbin Smith, all these guys who are really close to the team and know what's going on. The Bears fans, too. They started ignoring their their beat writers in lieu of it, listening to these national voices like Cowherd and, uh, and Floreal. Who's the guy Florio. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, all these. it's like, why are you listening to these guys? These guys are knuckleheads, man. They don't know what they're talking about. They're not close to the team. Well,
0: they're actively rooting for the biggest story. And and really, that's what it would have been because we've never seen. I, I don't even think Deshaun Watson is going to get traded this offseason. And he's he's kind of pounded on the table as demanding a trade. And so until I see a trade package for someone like that, I I, I don't even think that that's going to happen.
3: Deshaun Watson is, I think Deshaun Watson's not going to play football this year and that that's a, oh. about as big of an incentive as you can of you can have to trade someone like you can't do any more than that and they still didn't trade him why would we trade Russell Wilson when he's like yeah I'll come back and play for the Seahawks oh yeah then basically that that the trade talks are over Russell Wilson wants to play for us Well, still.
0: even in the in the tweet that everybody points to is okay the his agent did put his name to it he put the four teams but it said Russell Wilson wants to stay in Seattle so if you're going to pay attention to those four names, you also have to pay attention to the other part of the tweet, too.
1: Yeah, the dot, dot, dots were doing a lot of work for the national media. They would take like a beat re- a beat reporter, um, a local guy who'd, who would say, you know, hey, there's a lot of smoke coming out of the Seahawks. And it's true that Russell Wilson and his camp are upset about this. And you would just get the dot, dot, dot. Russell Wilson is upset, dot, dot, dot. And therefore he's getting traded to Chicago. And you're like, <laughs> OK, that's that's how we're
3: doing this. All right. Good, good reporting. I mean, and here's the thing. Russell Wilson, his role model, the player he wants to be, it isn't Tom Brady. It isn't Drew Brees. It's Derek Jeter, right? Derek Jeter is the person he wants to be. And you don't get to be Derek Jeter if you leave your team, period, right? Good that's the that's, point. Derek Jeter stayed with the Yankees his entire career. He has to basically be Mr. Seahawk, right? He has to he has to finish his career with the Seahawks if he wants to be Derek Jeter. And so it's important to him. It's important to him to stay with Seattle and – the other important part is to win. So, so he needs to win a couple more championships, and uh, yeah, he's good enough to do it.
1: Watch your wording there, Nathan. Next report from the national media: Russell Wilson demanding trade to the Yankees
3: again. <laughs> better <laughs> chance, than, better chance than getting <laughs> traded to the uh, to the Bears.
0: And you know, it is kind of funny though that we have been done now with the Russell Wilson baseball talk for a couple seasons. Now, now we've moved on to the Russell Wilson getting traded talk. There's there's drama every season
3: can't be can't be Russ without drama he loves it he lives for no I don't think he lives for it but it's I think it's his agent I think it's his agent man I think it's Mark Rogers like Mark Rogers just wants to keep Russ in the news
0: that was kind of the perfect distraction I thought from the end of the Super Bowl to get us to this week and not the perfect distraction for us but for the national people I think
1: it's also the reaction to the fact that our front office is so tight-lipped they don't get stories out of our front office they don't get Good headlines out of them very often. It's a lot of cliche talk or silence. So when they have a way of drumming up something like this, it's a it's a way of running, you know, of printing some words. Good point.
0: And I think there's enough people that know now that we've gone through this with Richard Sherman, we've gone through it with Earl Thomas, that anytime there's a question about a star player being available for trade that john schneider is never going to say no that it's not going to happen
3: yeah he listens to every offer right that's that's part of his uh, ethos as a as a general manager
2: and nathan you're kind of annoyed by that right you, you
3: mean, would rather him just like i think like that no. there are some players you break your rules for and russell wilson a generational quarterback uh top five player in the nfl uh yeah i think you break your rule of i don't i don't i listen to every trade offer for us. You say when people call you, you just laugh and hang up the phone.
0: And even with the Bears supposedly saying that they were coming as aggressively at this as they possibly could, I, I don't even think that they came close to coming up with something that could satisfy John Schneider to even come close to making it a deal. I I didn't see anything that I was even remotely interested in.
1: Yeah, we talked about this a lot on our podcast. Uh, I know Nathan's been big on it. The only team that really had the pieces in place to make a run at a guy like Russell Wilson or a guy like Watson would be what Miami.
3: Miami, yeah, Miami can offer like two first rounders and Tua uh, this year, which is somewhat appealing. I think for most of the teams, like for I think that Houston would probably think about it. I think that Seattle would probably at least stop and think about it. But that offer, I don't think, is on the table. I don't think Miami. It, I think Miami is high enough on Tua Tagovailoa that they don't. They don't think that they need to do that trade. They're like, you can have Tua and the late first and then one other first rounder from next year. And people are like, eh. getting the number three overall pick is a big draw to a potential Miami uh, Dolphins deal. And they're just they're just not going to part with that pick. So I don't think the Dolphins were in it. I don't think they were ever in it. And uh, because of that, and they can play hardball too because Watson wants to leave, right? And that's the guy that they really seem to be after. Wilson didn't put, put Miami on his list of teams. And so they, they can they can play hardball a little bit and say, yeah, we're not giving up that number three overall pick. Good luck.
0: Now, any team that has a top five pick that needs a quarterback is probably going to go for a guy that they think that they can win with long term. And so that's that's one of the things that just makes any type of trade unlikely. And uh, it's it's we've probably talked more about it than than we needed to. So let's move on to. Let's let's talk about offensive line, because we touched on a little bit with some of the big names that were out there that didn't come to Seattle. But there was one big name that just was added to the board Tuesday a little bit unexpectedly, and that is Raiders center Rodney Hudson. And I'm curious for many of you guys, do you think that this is something now that we should possibly have on our radar as as a guy that for Seattle to go after? Or are we just doomed to be? Disappointed again, and I know. And if people want to point to the cap space thing, this to me would make the most sense of okay, Russ restructured his deal when Dwayne Brown came in. If they can get Hudson for a, a similar type of deal, even if it's a you know along the lindsley APY, uh, you know the average per year salary, I think that his restructure would allow that to fit within this year's salary cap. The Hudson thing is weird so he asked for his release
3: and voided his guarantees this year to get it so they they saved two million in cap room by cutting him only that's not very much no. you know no. but but if they would have just cut him without voiding those they actually would have had to pay two million extra he was desperate to get out of there and i mean we all know why right <laughs> Tom Cable, uh, Spider Two, why <laughs> banana? <laughs> spider Two, why banana? Tom Cable.
0: There's so many reasons you don't want to be in Oakland right now, but well, and they they asked you know all, uh, a bunch of guys on their offensive line. I, I I guess I was a little bit surprised though that they couldn't find a trade partner, even if it's you know swapping sevenths or something.
3: They would have had to. So if they trade him, they they you, you can't avoid that guarantee, right? So then now you are paying two million extra. So you have to get a pick that's good enough. That it's worth paying two million extra, and I don't know. Maybe there's just not a market like that for for the center, right? Uh, it's better to get him to void the guarantee and save the two million dollars. Maybe that's their thinking. I don't. Maybe I don't know. Tom Cable wants to convert some defensive tackles into centers. <laughs> that's okay?
1: like, right. You want? That's the only way to do it. They need their Christian here. Yeah, dude, Christian
3: sockley the the spark God. You know, like that's that's who they need. They need. He's going to come out of retirement guy. now. He's great. He's so, he's so funny. You can get a, you can get a cameo from him. It's hilarious. I know. And I it's, highly it's pretty it. reasonable too. Yeah. He's funny. So <laughs> I don't know. I would love to sign Rodney Hudson, by the way, Rodney Hudson is like my go-to for like, if I'm talking with a football guy, you know, I'm always like, Oh yeah, Rodney Hudson. Right. Cause he's so good. And he, people just don't talk about him. He's like kind of really under the radar. So I would love to have him.
1: I was, uh, my line for him is he's as good as pro both voters think that Pouncey are. <laughs> that's that's uh, the pouncy bros yeah if yeah, like if, if you want to see what somebody who plays like pouncey's get pro bowl votes go watch uh, rodney hudson the guy has given up three sacks as a raider
3: he gave up 14 pressures last year and that was like a career high by a lot so it's like he's just insane he's so good at football
0: my one concern with him is that there i don't think there's any kind of connection that really draws him to seattle so the, the rumor is that the only reason that
3: the Raiders were on Russ's list is cause he loved how much they had invested in the O-line and that investment includes Rodney Hudson and Gabe Jackson, two guys, they just cut. Right. right. So if we just go get Rodney Hudson and Gabe Jackson, we bring the Las Vegas line to Russell
0: Wilson, right? All right. For less wow. than
1: a, for less than a tuning combined.
0: That's and all that's of our off season problems are solved. Russell Wilson signs an extension for five more years. Allowing us to have a, a a type of contract that Patrick Mahomes has with Kansas City, to where you can just keep rolling that bonus money into subsequent years, and and Russell Wilson wins nine more Super Bowls in Seattle,
2: yeah, in a he, row. He 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 finally gets that Taysom Hill money, and he has a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Taysom> Hill <laughs> and he and he has a press conference where he says, you know, I, this is the only place I've ever wanted to play, and you know, one game at a time, and separations and preparation.
1: Uh, I'm so what glad if, you guys read my fanfic. What if
3: <laughs> what if Taysom Hill plays good enough next year that uh, that the Saints do four, one, four years one hundred forty million? They're just like, yeah, keep it. Don't void those years. We need him. We need him. Yeah, <laughs> one can hope. Um, Taysom Hill's like basically the same age as Russell Wilson. That's my
1: favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're like pretty close in age. Yeah, this extension goes to his age thirty five season.
0: I can't tell if that Taysom Hill deal was a middle finger toward Russell Wilson or his agent in the Seahawks, or if it was just a playful because there's only two four year one hundred forty million dollar contracts in the NFL. So what I
3: think is, <laughs> is that. Uh. Sean Payton, they were like, hey, we need to clear where there were exactly $16 million over the cap. And he's like, how can we clear this this money? And they said, well, you could cut Taysom Hill. And he was like, no, literally anything else. <laughs> because I, no one loves Taysom Hill more than Sean Payton. It's so they're a match made in heaven, I guess. You
2: think Drew Brees suggested it? and He said, You need to retire right now.
3: <laughs> oh boy. Get That's out. It. Just get out. <laughs> Main point here, there's still room for the Seahawks to make splashy signings. Kenny Dolladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, there's wide receivers available on the market that definitely move the needle, right? There's offensive linemen on the market that would definitely still move the needle. There's still got edge rushers on the market that would move the needle. Carl Dunlap still walks the streets, right? We can still move the needle with signings. We don't have a lot of money to do it, but you can always structure those contracts so that they they pay out later, right? The cap's going to go up by a lot.
1: Yeah, look forward to like six solid mid-tier signings
3: i think that the seahawks are going to be active that starting now like they were just waiting for everyone to overspend at first
0: i i think we got our biggest amount of action for this week it's going to be puna ford and witherspoon and now we're going to have to wait a couple of weeks i guess the other guy that we haven't talked about that was linked to seattle was leonard Fournette. play
3: do we get playoff leonard Fournette or uh or regular leonard Leonard Fournette? are those different players they, they were this year. Playoff Leonard Fournette was awesome, but regular Leonard Fournette, oof, uh, ouch, woof, howie. Uh, does he fit in a Rams style offense? Like, is he good at zone runs and, and catching the ball? I feel like the catching the ball part is not really like a Leonard Fournette. No, he's strong been good. Suit.
0: He's been good at catching the
3: ball. Oh, he's, he's been. Is he better than I think? Is that is like one of those things where he I has think a rip- he's actually uh carson plus he got a hundred targets in 2019 yeah yeah this is a revelation those are all really short passes though man that's yes, all thank that's you dump that's dump off city 6.9 years. average depth of target is so much okay. I, feel, I
1: feel like uh i feel like his uh, his biography is going to be uh leonard fournette a story of volume i i really like uh <laughs>
3: man brought to you by jack in the box they must have been hitting the dump offs hard in 2019 gardner Minshew, just like hey i always got lenny open underneath let's hit him just get after it those those passes are not available for russell wilson he never dumps it off to the running back
0: Uh, it's it's not that it's not available it's just that it's not taken (laughs) yeah he just does not like it no he hates it
3: (laughs) so yeah that that's not a i don't know Leonard fournette maybe a, a moderate fit it'd be okay if he's cheap enough i don't care like He's still twenty six.
1: I think I that kind Eddie of
3: Eddie Lacy part two. He's twenty six. It's not like he's old. He's not fat like Eddie Lacy. Do, do you guys remember when we signed Eddie Lacey and all, all the yes. contract talk? Like, oh man, he's gonna have monthly weigh ins and all this crazy stuff that was <laughs> in that contract. They also so signed awful.
0: Luke Jokel that off season. So let's uh, let's really put in perspective to where the worst signing of that off season was. Uh, pretty pretty bad all around. Yeah, the Jokel was on us all along. Well, gentlemen, really thank you for coming on and uh, breaking down these first couple days of free agency. Nathan, where do people go to check out the Seahawks Nest? Or what uh, And what else do you want to promote that we discussed on your show?
3: Uh, I think if you want to hear like what your favorite kind of pie is, uh, <laughs> get, get eliminated way too early in like a pie-style uh, bracket, then, then that would be a good podcast to listen to. Uh, but I thought we had a good conversation about like who was to blame for this Russell Wilson story really getting us. Sp- I would say spiraling out of control. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. Get us up on PuntHub.us. Put, yeah, we have a website, PuntHub.us. Does that link to the Patreon? It uh, it does, but uh, I think that you know, if you just go for the joke, it's a it's a visual joke, and I
0: think that you'll re- people really appreciate it uh, how much we care about Michael Dixon.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll see when you get there.
0: Just maybe do it uh, in incognito mode.
3: Uh, i would say this don't do it while your boss is looking over your shoulder like there's nothing there that's not safe for work but if your boss has ever seen the website that we are parodying they're gonna think that it's the website we're parodying and you're gonna have to do a lot of explaining Oh no i beg to differ website
1: i beg to differ i argue there's things on that website that are not safe for work (laughs) Getting hot (laughs) under the collar watching some uh watching some big legging I mean,
3: Michael, Michael Dixon is can punt it deep. He he can really hit it. So, yeah,
0: (laughs) there it is. Be sure and check it out. The Seahawks nest. And we will be back later this week talking more free agency. Maybe not with these guys, but I'll be back. And uh, but if you want to hear me talk more free agency with these guys, check out their podcast. And like I said, more Seahawks talk to come. And until then, go Hawks.